Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. And this is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, the theme of this show today is Fight Back. Uh, <clears throat> we are witnessing the most unbelievable change in our political climate and in the government's actions against us. And uh, we're watching a presidential candidate be arrested, indicted, and now likely re-indicted. Oh, my God. And we're watching uh, a, a travesty where the guy who hasn't done anything wrong is under indictment and the president who's stolen $17 million of bribes right. to his family is going scot-free and nobody's laying a glove on him. Uh, this is an unbelievable situation. And it isn't just Trump that's getting the brunt of this. The FBI seized the cell phones of three of his top advisors. These days when you take a cell phone, you basically make the person mute. Yeah. It's like cutting out their vocal cords. It's true. Uh, and uh, in addition, there were these tw- 16 people who volunteered to be Trump electors in Michigan. And the idea was that the Michigan legislature would vote a slate of electors committed to Trump and a slate committed to Biden. And they'd go through the results and they'd see who won the state and they would send the correct slate of delegates to the vice president to be certified. And these Trump delegates were never electors. They were there in the event the legislature chose to send them as the official representatives of Michigan, and it never did. But instead now, these 16 folks have been indicted, and the indictment says that they're guilty of forgery and fraud, that they pretended they were the elected delegates and they weren't, and they forged the election results. Total contrivance. So you can't be for Donald Trump without being at risk of being indicted, arrested, convicted, jailed, and everything else. Yeah, well, that's part of their plan. You know, to get people not to work for the guy. The January 6th convictions and jail sentences are only the beginning of a massive government crackdown against Trump and against his supporters orchestrated by the president of the United States, his political opponent, Joe Biden, mm. and his attorney general, Merrick Garland, and their puppet special prosecutor uh, as well, Jack Smith. And... It's time to fight back, folks. Uh, a lot of times people, alarmists, say our democracy is at stake. you got to send a check to this address. you got to sign up here. you got to do this. you got to do that. But the fact is that our democracy is now directly under threat. And we need, absolutely need, to strike back. So last night, uh, Doug DePiro, who is with me, my Sidekick and associate. And Hello, Dick Morris. Oh, it's an honor to be here with you. 
he and I were invited to have dinner with Donald. Oh, Trump I wanted to say night. thank you, Mr. President, for dinner. Yeah. We didn't pay. Right. <laughs> we're invited to dinner last night at Bedminster, uh, yeah. Trump's beautiful golf place. resort. Beautiful. And I proposed to him that he should call for the defunding of the Department of Justice and also of the entire U.S. government, mm-hmm. that Congress, the House of Representatives, should say that as long as these indictments are outstanding and are coming to trial before the election, we, the House of Representatives, will not pass any legislation, any funding, any appropriation, any confirmation, any legislation until this is lifted. We will not return to business as usual while our liberties are being taken away from us by the Department of Justice. And uh, this is a... And it's doable, Dick? This is something that can be done? Yes. uh, Congress can always do whatever it wants. And particularly the Justice Department appropriation and the FBI appropriation is coming coming up right now for next year. Uh, According to the fiscal year, it's not the... The, the calendar we're used to, but the fiscal year starts December, October 1st. So plan your New Year's Eve party accordingly. <laughs> and, uh, the new, and the Department of Justice and the rest of the government runs out of money on September 30th. So if we act to cut off their appropriations and not to fund them, they will be broke and have to close their doors on October 1st. But like I literally, believe, October 1st, no money? That's right. Wow. And I believe that the time has come to take that drastic, unbelievable action. Now, you'd say the Senate won't go along with it, but they don't have to go along with it. The House has to vote for it, and the Senate has to vote for it for the money to be spent. If the House uh-huh. refuses to vote for it, no matter what the Senate does, the money is not spent. It's not appropriated. So this is something we absolutely can do and must do. The appropriations bill for the Department of Justice is now in what's called markup in the Appropriations Committee. And markup is the stage right before the bill comes out and is approved on the floor. Markup. Yeah, it's they mark up the bill and they mm-hmm. say money for this, money for that, money for this, money for that. Got it. And we can intervene during the markup phase and stop this bill from even reaching the floor. And once it reaches the floor, we can defeat it on the floor. And this is the step that we have to take. Forget all these politicians who are up there posturing about how bad the Biden administration is, how terrible they are, how distorted and corrupted the Justice Department is. Shut up. Do something. Do something. And the thing you need to do is to cut off funding to the DOJ and to the FBI. The FBI is a special case. They want a new building, a new headquarters, and it's going to cost – uh, it's going to cost a vast amount of money. I think uh, well over. I think it's three hundred billion or something wow. like that. And uh, they want an appropriation this year to begin the process of funding it over fifteen years. Just cut it off. Say no. You're not going to get a new headquarters. In fact, you're not going to get paid next month, next year. And uh, use that as the club to stop them from these outrageous indictments. Interesting. And make clear that we're okay with indicting Donald Trump after the election, win or lose. We're okay with prosecuting these cases then, but not before the election. This is election interference. Mm. 
that goes to the heart of absolutely destroying our democracy. So we are going to cut you off if you do that. I just cut you off. <laughs> you great. Trick. I love it. I cut you off. Great and strategy. We absolutely can do that. So let's move from the level of just hand-wringing and giving speeches and press releases to actually cutting off the funding. Right. I spoke last night to Mike Huckabee, the former governor and presidential candidate, and he said he is looking forward to leading this effort to cut them off. And what we need to do is get on the phone to Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, and to uh, Scalise, the majority whip of the House, the two leaders, and tell them you want funding to the DOJ cut off. So get out your pencil and paper, and I'll say it now, and I'll say it throughout the show. The phone number is 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. Call them and tell them you want the funding for the Department of Justice and the FBI cut off uh, until they agree to drop these indictments and postpone the uh, prosecution until after the election so that they don't interfere mm. with our democracy. Again, 202-224-3121. That's correct? We are, yes. We are not about to let the Justice Department and the judiciary usurp our power to choose the next president. We will not let them stop us sure, cause that's from what electing they're doing. the guy right. we want to have as president. Right. That's what they're doing. It's the essential element of our democracy that we can vote for the person we want for president. And this is someone we obviously want. He's six points ahead of Biden in the polls. He's 30 points ahead of his rivals in the Republican primary. And how much louder can you scream that we want Donald Trump? And we, under our current system of democracy, we should not allow the Justice Department to intervene and say, nope, you can't have this guy as president. There's perspective. You just got to keep an open mind. And then there's New York perspective. Are you as offended as I am? Make deals with just anybody. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you in the Dick Morris Show, presented by the Patriot Gold Group, with my consigliere here, Doug DePiro, right <laughs> so by my funny. side. That's funny. Um. Now, while all this is going on about Trump, and uh, and I repeat that you should pick up the phone now and call 202-224-3121 and demand that the Department of Justice be defunded in this year's appropriation bill. When the operator answers, ask to speak to Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and they'll connect you with his office. Left we'll to leave word on the tape, but hopefully we'll take up all the space on the yes, tape. Yes, we flood them with all of this. Uh, Sandra, I think, has, uh, Hi, Sandra. has actually made some calls. Uh, yeah. Hi, Sandra. No I, I, no, I actually did my research, and I have three names so far that I'm going to call tomorrow. Uh, Representative Josh Gottheimer, Donald Payne, and, and Donald Norcross. 
And I, I plan to say that this is a travesty, what you're doing. And we, I'm going to basically say what you said, to put the yep. DOJ on hold and the FBI. And, yep. and not only that, I'm texting this to all my friends. Because yes. most people are not going to bother to do this. But if I put the phone number there and the names of people they should call, yep. they're going to do it. Good, good. Go for it, Love Sandra. it, Sandra. Now, while uh, Trump is wrestling with these indictments and while Trump is being prosecuted for nothing by the Justice Department, the House Oversight Committee under James Comer has come out with these incredible, unbelievable revelations about Joe Biden. And uh, it literally says that foreign governments paid the Biden family $17 million, of which at least 2 to 3 million, more likely 10 million, ended up directly in Joe Biden's pocket. And uh, these revelations are incredible. Uh, and But the problem is that at the same time they're giving this information, they're telling us that the Justice Department didn't prosecute any of this. They wouldn't allow us subpoenas. They wouldn't issue a search warrant. Uh, they wouldn't convene a grand jury. The, they, they, had, they totally ignored it. The only reason we're hearing about it now is that the Republicans won the House of Representatives. Right. So we control the Oversight Committee, and this committee is way out there <laughs> reporting this information to mm. us. Thank God for but, that. But uh, it is absolutely clear that what is needed here, vitally, is a special prosecutor <clears throat> to prosecute the Biden family, including Joe Biden. Uh, it's the classic case for a special prosecutor. The government is so wrapped up in the corruption that it can't possibly see its way through to a solution. And we need to tell Joe Biden that it is all over. And it's all over now, baby blue. And it's all over now, baby blue. So we need a two-front counteroffensive. First, we need to cut off funding to the DOJ and the FBI and close down the House so not business as usual does not happen until these indictments are dropped or postponed till after the election. And secondly, we need to get a special prosecutor appointed to go after the Biden family and get the facts out before the public. <clears throat> Remember that we are all living and listening, our listeners here, to our own world. The New York Times is not covering any of this, not one article. The Wall Street Journal is not covering this. How could that be? ABC, could... NBC, and CBS are not covering this. Huh. It's worse than simply saying that, that, that it's wrong or that the other side is right. They are simply not mentioning it, not covering it. You go to people that only read the New York Times and Wall Street Journal and listen to the various media of the establishment, and they say, what Biden bribery scandal? What funding from Romania? What bribes from Ukraine? This is all new to us. We don't know what you're talking about. And uh, instead, we're speaking constantly to our own 40% of the country. And uh, we have got to speak to the rest of the country. And the way to do that is to move Congress and have official action. Once a special prosecutor is appointed... Once the DOJ drops these charges because we won't fund them and it rises to that level, they have to cover it. It has to be newsworthy. 
and at that point it becomes clear what's going on. But the issue is not to stop the censorship, but to raise the fact level to a point where censorship becomes impossible uh, because it's very clear that everything is changing and Congress simply is refusing to move uh, without this going ahead. Uh, and that's really what we have to do at this point. Let's go to George in Rockland. Hi, George. Good afternoon. Hi, doing good afternoon, Mr. Morris. So I have a thought here. I was hoping to get a comment, uh, response from you. Uh, now, I'm talking about the pay-to-play for the Biden family, as you just covered it. Uh, now, uh, we have, he's obviously, his family, him, uh, are well covered here. But um, since this is really a worldwide situation here, uh, the, you know, like there could be some small uh, people in some company somewhere around the world that have information here. So my thought was, if they would put a collect telephone number worldwide, okay, through a, okay, a well, media. we have that, but we also have subpoena power, and we're getting we're getting this information. The issue is to get it out there. The Commerce Committee has done a very good job of that. Uh, thanks for your call, though. Thank Let's you. go to Tony in Clifton. Hello, Tony. Hi. Hi, Doug. Hi. Hi, Dick. So I'm with you. I've been communicating with Speaker McCarthy on everything as oh, it's good. been happening. And you could get a real person, you know, not necessarily a machine, which is really great. My only one question is... Um, How do you get so the real person, Tony? I called during the day, I called the D.C. office, and I asked, can you give this message to Speaker McCarthy? And I've been doing this since he got in. Good. So, well, that's great. So, but my second question is, when we say, you know, no funding until you, until after the election, I mean, technically, some of the things are civil, so is that what we mean? No, we're, we're saying no funding of the Department of Justice, civil or criminal until these charges are dropped or are postponed until after the election. And, uh, it, and it's, and it's basically a strike. And, uh, they're gonna blink first, uh, because they need to continue their operations. Right. They'd like to draw their salaries. They need to continue to be attorney general and show up at the office. Mm-hmm. And Congress can literally cut the purse strings. And that's necessary to do. It's an extreme step. Uh, but it's an extreme step that is absolutely vital and necessary because they are going to the extreme step of basically repealing our democracy. Um, thanks for your call, though. Let's go to Thank Pamela you. in New Jersey. Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, we got to put on like a show trial, and I don't mean in a communist fashion. Uh, I remember in Watergate very clearly. I was 13, 14 years old. I would come in from outside during the summer and, oh, they had the whole show pony trial going on. Yep. You had Woodward and Bernstein, yep. Hollywood. Whoa, and the name Watergate. Wow. We, know we got to develop a, a vocabulary to to really get the public, because unfortunately the American public uh, has the attention span of a net. <laughs> and um, I, I hate to be like that, but I, believe me, it's true. And I've been calling uh, for two and a half years uh, certain offices every just about every single day. They know me by name. They want me to be a precinct <laughs> captain. And um, you've got to be you, you'd, you'd be surprised at how many people I am beginning to turn, like even in a grocery store. Uh-huh. I'm getting uh, the, my numbers are going up. Well, I do. Wow. Pamela, I we, bump into Pamela we need many, more of you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for your call. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for your effort. Um, 
that's very important. Great. Uh, go to Chris in Man- uh, go to Chris in Manhattan. Hello, Dick. How are you? I'm great. How about you? Hey, Chris. Great. Just want to give you a quick update um, from Midtown Manhattan. I work on 46th Street Avenue, the Americas, updating you on the illegals, uh, migrants that are living at the Milford Plaza Hotel and now living at the hotel on Madison Avenue as well, the Roosevelt Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not uncommon to see police cars in front of the hotels, police coming and going out of the hotels because there's such um, fighting going on. Oh and right in the business district, right in Manhattan. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Well, uh, yeah, we have to stop that. But the more important question is electing the proper president of the United States. Right. And the more important question than that is preserving our right to vote, preserving our right to choose our president, because that's what's at stake here. Right. That's what's going on. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, well, the theme of today's show is fighting back. And Trump Trump scored a very big victory in the last few days that, again, the mainstream media doesn't cover and even Fox News doesn't cover much because I don't think anybody understands its significance. But I was talking to Rudy Giuliani on his way out of the studio from the program earlier today on WABC, and he understood it completely, and he real, and he talked about what a great victory this was. One of the indictments that is pending against Donald Trump is not being brought by the Department of Justice. It's being brought by the district attorney's office in Atlanta, Georgia, in Fulton County. And the allegation is a stupid, ridiculous uh, charge. It says that uh, Donald Trump tried to obstruct justice by questioning the results in Georgia. And he particularly called Raffensperger, the secretary of state, to say – Please do a recount. Please be sure these numbers are correct. Please, And then he said, it would be great if he could find another 11,000 votes for me. And they're interpreting this as an instruction to fix the election yeah, right. and, to, uh, and to engineer the results, which is absurd. Of course they are. But it was headed for a conviction of Trump uh, because it was going to be tried in Fulton County. And that's a, a largely Democratic, largely black county. And uh, Donald Trump lost it heavily to Joe Biden. So it was another one of these juries, like the one Bragg has in New York State, New York City, where they won't possibly consider doing justice to any Republican. They're in the bag for the Democratic Party. So there really is no jury system on this. And fortunately, the supervising judge who supervises the DA in Fulton County, the state judge, ruled that they had to change the venue of the trial from Fulton County to a district at the northwestern corner of Georgia. All of those counties Trump carried, they're heavily white counties, and uh, he certainly can get a fair trial there. Finally. Whereas he, he can't in, uh, in Fulton County. So at the dinner with Trump last night, he clearly had Georgia on his mind. Georgia. Georgia, the whole day through. 
Ray Charles. Just an old sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. Georgia on my mind. So, um, Georgia is very much on our minds, and it's a very important victory for Trump. He was basically facing three federal indictments, and now one of them has gone away. <clears throat> really, in effect, gone away. So, actually, it's not a federal indictment. It's a state charge. But he was been convicted in New York on Stormy Daniels, or indicted, arrested. He's being charged in the documents case in Washington by the DOJ. He's no, you a, said you said convicted. He hasn't no, been not convicted. Really not indicted. Right, right, right. Let me start at the beginning. In New York, Alvin Bragg, the DA, is prosecuting him on the grounds of his payments to Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. He's been arrested, uh, but not tried yet. In Washington, the DOJ has indicted him, but again, he's not tried yet, on absconding with the uh, documents that should be in the National Archives, mm-hmm. a petty charge that's worthy of a traffic ticket, but they're elevating it to a felony indictment. Mm-hmm. And now the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, is about to bring charges uh, that he undermined and uh, sabotaged and the just the government of the United States uh, and sought to be seditious and overthrow it uh, by questioning the election results. They fix an election, they rig it, we protest, and then they want to... We get in trouble. Then they indict you for protesting it. This is the equivalent uh, of when the little kid comes in, Mommy, Mommy, look what Joey did, look what Joey... And he keeps... Telling his mother that yeah we did this now now we did that that's all they're doing yeah, yeah. well and uh, and and then they had this charge in Georgia that now is is probably going to be come out well because Good. they're doing it in a fair jurisdiction about time but the but the basic theme of the show that I want to return to is the idea that the left is in wholesale retreat now on a wide variety of cultural issues. Uh, my friend John Jordan says that culture lies upstream from politics, mm. meaning the culture changes first, and then the politics comes along and changes. And you can see that with the gay community. Um, people were opposed to gay marriage. People were discriminating against homosexuals. Uh, they couldn't get jobs. They couldn't get housing. And then the culture changed. The movies began to talk openly about gays, they began to give gays a positive image, and people looked beneath their prejudices and actually, I think, changed stuff. Right. But and but then gradually the politics changed as well. Uh, gays began to be protected against discrimination. Uh, they began to be legalization of gay marriage and so on. Now the culture is also changing again, and it's changing the politics that are downstream from the culture. So one good example of this is the song by uh, James Aldean, is his name? Aldean. What's his first name? I don't know. Jason Aldean. But I love it. Who is a country music singer who uh, sang a song that has uh, been basically banned by the establishment. Of course. But it's now number one, I think, on the uh, Billboard charts. Uh, and has eclipsed uh, other songs and become really a major uh, statement. So let's listen to his song and then let's talk about it. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, scope on the flag. 
I think he's talking about uh, Yonkers, my town, yeah. <laughs> where I live. Well, I think the, the basic point that he's making is that rural voters and voters in towns, which are half of America, take a very different view yeah. of the elites in downtown Manhattan and in Los Angeles and in San Francisco. And that difference in values is increasingly showing up in our culture. One very important piece of news, again, something of vital importance, just like the Georgia a case being changed in venue. We've talked a lot about ESG, uh, which stands for environmental, uh, environmental service government, ESG, environmental security governance. Right. And the, and the concept of it was or is that companies that manage funds for pensioners like BlackRock and others will submit them to a board, an ESG board that will rule on which of these investments uh, promotes positive social change, uh, meaning the gay agenda, meaning the uh, the left-wing movement, meaning climate change and all of that stuff. Even if they don't yield a good... Yeah, and, and they that criterion, whether they're politically correct or not, will supersede the return on your investment so that you won't necessarily get the highest return. You'll get the most politically correct, politically correct return. You may have to eat dog food for your retirement, <laughs> but at least you will have fought climate change. Oh, good. And, yeah, uh, but that could hurt the climate. And the, the, uh, federal government under Biden, the Department of Labor, reversed the Trump executive order, which said that you, have to give investors the most profitable return on their investment in their retirement. You can't put other factors ahead of it. And the and so this ESG was not just dominating federal policy and the budget and tax policy. It was dominating the use of our retirement funds. Uh, and one of the big holders of retirement funds, one the biggest manager was BlackRock, mm. which managed 2.3 trillion dollars of retirement funds and BlackRock was using the ESG system to screen and censor those investments and make sure they went into the left-wing causes and Reuters reported uh, this week that the world's top asset manager BlackRock said it will offer proxy voting choices to U.S. retail investments of its biggest exchange traded fund expanding a strategy that could blunt criticism of how the fund considers environmental, social, and governance ESG matters. What that means is that every person who invests their pen, who's in pension fund will have the right to a proxy vote on where that money is invested. And if there is a motion to exclude ESG funds, which there certainly will be, investors can direct that that take place. And uh, that ESG funds not be uh, that they the money not go into ESG funds. Uh, BlackRock said it plans to announce on Monday that investors in its iShares Cove S and P 500 ETF 
will be able to choose among a range of policies to determine how the fund votes their shares at corporate annual meetings. In a corporate press release, Salim Ramji, global head of iShares and index investments for BlackRock, said, the expansion of voting choices for the ETF would bring $2.3 trillion of BlackRock's total equity index, more than half of our total funds, in scope for participation in BlackRock voting choice. Good. This is a gigantic win for shareholders in the Good. free market movement. It's also a huge blow to the radical ESG movement and the left-wing shareholders activists who are trying to steer corporate America in a radical direction on issues like climate change and race and gender issues that have no place in corporate boardrooms. Wow. Great. That's 2.3 trillion, folks, not billion, not wow. million. Wow. 2.3 trillion of funds that were going to flow into ESG investments and now will probably not because the shareholders would be crazy to vote for lower returns on their investments uh, but make sure that they do social good or what the left considers social good. This is just an enormous, enormous decision and, uh, and it, it's worthy of celebrating and as usual, the media doesn't cover it. I'll bet this is the first time any of you heard about hmm. it. Imagine. But it is absolutely crucial. Uh, let's go to Pat in Staten Island. Hey, Pat. Hey, Pat. Hi, Mr. Morris. Thank you for taking my call. Among others, we're so concerned about the corruption in all these agencies that the federal government has. And my question is, since we have a corrupt DOJ, our AG, Merrick Garland, um, is he the one who's, who's to pick the special counsel or who picks the special great, counsel great question. with all this corruption? Great question. The special prosecutor is picked by a special three-judge panel of uh, circuit court judges, circuit court federal judges. And uh, the panel is not within the jurisdiction of the president or the Justice Department. It's chosen, its members are statutory. They like have a seven man court or nine man court in DC and every year a new person sits on that three judge panel. So it rotates and it's usually relatively fair. And I think we'll get a fair special counsel. Now this is of course the same procedure that gave us Jack Smith. Uh, so it, it can go awry, but, uh, but we hope it doesn't and it certainly is a better bargain than having Merrick Garland direct all of this from mm. the Department of Justice. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yes, this is the Dick Morris Show sponsored by the Patriot Gold Group. So culture exists upstream from politics. The changes first take place in our culture, and then they work their way through and become political issues. And we've seen that dramatically 
with how the left has used its control of Hollywood and of the media to change our culture, to make homosexuality acceptable, to make gay marriage normal, and that percolated through until our politics changed as well, and in some cases our judicial interpretation of the Constitution. But now the left is in retreat, and the conservatives are having their say about this culture. Nowhere is this more evident than in Target, the store, where they introduced a series of products called Target Pride, and they were all gay products, uh, including stuff where they, they spoke overtly of sex and fashions and of gay sex, and it was really incredible. And the conservative rapper, Forgiardo Blow, uh, used, let out a song called Target Boycott, a boycott Target, I guess, uh, and that displaced Taylor Swift uh, at the top of the iTunes chart. Target, Target, yeah they Target and Target, Target, yeah they Target kids. Target, Target, yeah they Target and Target, Target, yeah they Target kids. Tell us a little bit, Doug, about some of the products they're pushing. Oh, I can't, I, I can't believe it's true. Yeah. Uh, you mean with the uh, yeah. gay the underwear yeah. thing and all, all kinds of uh, gay underwear? In. I can't. It's and and it just horrible stuff. And uh, and it, it's in Target, and Target is now changing its product line to eliminate that stuff, or to consign it to a the back back section of the store, so it's not in front. And soon, Just, you know, soon you can be pretty sure that it's going to be entirely discontinued at Target. You know, I don't have any problem at all with the gay thing, nothing like that. Don't push it in my face. Don't put it in my kid's face. You're walking through a store. You know, that's where it's got to stop. And at the same time, the movie The Sound of Freedom, great, which great. is a great film everybody should see, and it really discusses the marketing of sex trafficking, a human targeting, a human trafficking. And it explains it in graphic terms that we have never really heard before. And uh, when we talk about the southern border, we talk about the flow of people from other countries, in Mexico in particular. Mm. We're talking about a cover operation that covers sex traffickers and permits them to slip into the population and bring sex trafficking. What do you mean a cover-up? Well, if, if three million people are coming in, they can sneak a few sex oh, traffickers yeah, yeah. in there, right, right. and it. they can they can get through. I thought you meant somebody was covering it up. Now, the movie that exposed this is called The Sound of Freedom. Incredible. Disney refused to make it as a movie, <laughs> and uh, instead they put out uh, Indiana Jones and the Disney Grooming Syndicate uh, that are movies that have really crashed at the box office. But the the tremendous uh, power of the right and of conservatives is really evident. It's even more evident about Bud Light. Uh, Bud Light sales are getting even worse despite multi-billion dollar ads trying to walk back the Dylan Mulvaney scandal where Bud Light put this trans person on their can and uh, promoted it. What were they thinking? <laughs> well, they weren't thinking. They weren't thinking, right. They, they, were, they were being politically correct. But this and is they, the way you say, get them in the pocketbook. Yeah, and they've absolutely destroyed a brand. 
uh, Bud Light sales are now down by over 30% and uh, have lost their number one standing among light beers entirely because of this character, D- Dylan Mulvaney, who they made the poster child <laughs> for so trans funny. people. And uh, they just absolutely screwed it up. Another indication of the culture shift is the Top Gun, that great movie with Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Great movie. uh, Is now the number one movie of the summer. And a slew of Disney woke movies are now at the bottom of the charts. Hmm. Talk to me, Goose. Yeah. And uh, and it just is a a tremendous reversal in our culture that I think is, is very important. Good. Let's go to Sal, uh, Sal in Staten Island. Hey, Sal. Hey, Hi, Sal. Dick. By Bazzani. Hope you're doing well. Good. And I want to just have some quick, let's never forget that Antonio Di Benedetto was not only a great actor and singer, he also was humanitarian. And he also was a combat veteran liberating Italy, France, Belgium, the death camps. Really? And, uh-huh, front lines, American Army, honorably discharged. He also marched with Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King, along with Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Tony Franciosa, and housewife, Italo-American housewife from Chicago, uh, Viola Liuzzo, who was murdered, God rest her soul, oh, God. by the Bucks clan. Well, and one other thing, so we're talking Thank- about vets, bringing up veterans. Thank you. Thank you. And one more thing with uh, Tony Bennett that we're talking about. He was a great artist, like, really good. Now, Jerry in New Brunswick has an interesting comment about when Biden is talking about saving the planet. Uh, Yes, Dick. I was just saying that about 90 percent of the idiotic things that Joe Biden is doing is because he believes he's saving the planet. Uh, He is really tied into John Kerry, Al Gore, uh, White House and uh, Markey. And he believes this nonsense. And yet our side, the Republicans and conservatives, Never challenge this this idiocy. Well, they, right. you know, I'm, I'm delighted that you uh, made, that you called Jerry and raised this topic because I want to sound off on it. <clears throat> uh, there is a very good case that climate change is happening naturally and inevitably, and that no uh, amount of of uh, human intervention can really change it. Right. But obviously, but when you talk about human intervention. The key variant here is to decrease the amount of carbon in our atmosphere, cut back carbon dioxide emissions. Mm -hmm. And what's going on in the world is that the United States under Donald Trump had the biggest reduction in carbon emissions of any country in the world. They reduced the carbon emissions far more than the European Union. They just didn't spout the ideology. What happened was that the because of Trump's policies of expanding the amount of fracking and drilling for natural gas, gas replaced coal at the core of our electricity generation. And uh, when Trump took office, about forty percent of our uh, of our power came from coal, and about fifteen percent from natural gas. Now it's reversed. You have about 15% from coal and almost half from natural gas. And so much cleaner. And that has, and natural gas has one third the carbon emissions mm. of coal. So it has completely changed the carbon emission stuff under Donald Trump as a result of his policies. And as a result, the United States 
has reduced its carbon emissions by more than Europe and Japan combined. In fact, last year, in fact, during the Trump administration, the reduction was greater than the total carbon emissions of Japan and Europe that year. Hmm. The reduction was greater than the total. And uh, in the meantime, what's going on is that China is has gone from from emitting 15% of the world's carbon to emitting 45% oh of the world's God. carbon because they have been busily building coal plants. They build one a week. And so that the coal emissions that are causing, the carbon emissions that are causing climate change are coming more and more and more from China and less and less from the U.S. When Trump took office, uh, China was emitting about 15 to 20 percent of the world's carbon. Now it's emitting 40 to 50 percent of the world's carbon. And the United, and Europe is emitting, uh, the United States is emitting 19 percent, Europe 13 percent, Japan 11 percent, India 7 percent. But China has completely taken over this emissions. So if you want to fight climate change, blame China. And you want to understand what are the consequences, the consequences of the bribes China paid to the Biden family. Right. What did China get in return for the money that it paid to Joe Biden? And the answer is it got a pass on emitting carbon. Right. At the uh, Paris Climate Conference, uh, China, they asked China, how much are you going to cut carbon emissions immediately? And China said, not a bit, not at all. Well, are you ever going to cut? Yeah, by 2030, we will begin to cut. And by 2040, we'll probably meet the global goals. But yeah. don't press us now. Right. Thanks and of a course, lot. when it comes, they're not going to do it. Why are we letting China off the hook other than the bribes they paid to Joe Biden? Because China says, get this, that it is a lesser developed country and that it's entitled to emit carbon so it can catch up to the United States, Europe, and Japan. <laughs> Uh, by emitting carbon to industrialize and to break out of their agrarian economy. Mm. Are you freaking kidding me? China is the second largest growth GDP in the world. Uh, if any country is no longer a developing country, it's China. And yet they want to continue the same exemption that they've gotten uh, with the same nonsense. Trump would have took care of this. He was in what, the process what? of doing it. That's but right. you want to wonder what the U.S. gave up because of Biden and his Bribes from China. This is part Look of it. at climate change. Yeah. Let's go to Monique in Staten, Long Island. Hi, Monique. Hi, Monique. Hi, Dick. I um, wanted to say that um, I actually learned about the very alarming prospect of ESG principles governing our retirement funds from you. So in part, this, this victory, is, I think, can be attributed to you. But just so people understand, President Biden and the radical Democrats would be perfectly fine with investing our retirement fund in Solyndra. Yeah, that sure. kind of losing um, yep. proposition. So that everybody should keep this on their radar for sure. Absolutely. Even though this is a great victory, let's keep it on our radar. Absolutely. Thank good, you for your comment, you, Monique. Monique. I appreciate it. Uh, and look, there are two issues here. One is how much of a return do you get on your investment? And with the ESG investments, you get less. But Monique raises the more important point, which is that a lot of those companies fail, like Solyndra, and you lose your entire investment. You know that when you're investing your money in uh, the kind of stuff that we now invested in, largely treasury bills and stuff like that, you're not going to lose your money. 
but when they put it into harebrained climate change experiments like Solyndra, um, there's a very good wasn't chance that Solyndra, all this stuff is wiped out. Wasn't that uh, solar panels? Yeah, or cars, it was under Obama. Some electrical and solar panels. Yeah, right. And uh, and it, uh, they they thought this was the industry of the future, and Obama invested hundreds of millions of dollars in it. And the company went completely belly up. Like right away, less than a year, right? Very think. quickly, yeah. very quickly. Uh, let's go to uh, Steve in Brooklyn. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Uh, yeah, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, a um, appointed and not elected body, is the umbrella organization that licenses all the broadcast television stations mm-hmm. and radios. So they would have control, I would think, imagine, over the politics that's broadcast or censored on all the networks. Yes. Not, not Wait, cable. We- not cable, but broadcast, yes. Their power comes from the fact that the, we all, that the public owns the airwaves and the FCC supervises the use of it. But listen, the real answer to this is to uh, vote with your remote. Right. And to uh, use that to get yourself good programming that's factual, that's honest. And I think that after a while, when people are expecting prosperity and they don't see it, when people are expecting all kinds of social improvements and they don't see it, uh, they'll understand that they are really uh, watching the wrong stations, listening to the wrong radio. And they'll get that and they'll vote with their remote. I have some confidence in that. Let's go to Eduardo in Tampa. Yeah, Dick. Uh, President Biden is closing, is cutting, cutting off the funding for the Wuhan Institute. The other thing that the Republicans... I don't, I don't know uh, about that, Eduardo. Uh, at last I saw it was in the budget, uh, and, uh, and it was not cut off. In fact, they made a policy decision not to cut it off right? because the environmentalists said that we need it because we have to know what the virus is to develop an antidote. Yeah. And uh, it was under that rubric that that COVID started. And I think Biden has made the opposite decision. I'll check on it, Eduardo, and I'll talk about it on the show next week. But uh, I do not think he's cut that back. I think he has to, but he can't. He can't he's not cut it back. But thanks for your call. Thanks for alerting me to that. So... The theme of today's show is that the conservatives are fighting back and scoring some victories. One of the big victories we need is that we need to cut off funding to the DOJ and the FBI until they drop these indictments or postpone them until after the election. Love that. And that a special prosecutor be appointed to investigate Joe Biden and his family. We talked about Trump's big win in Georgia where the case against him will be tried fairly, not by leftist jury. And we talked about how in the culture world, ESG investments, uh, boycott, boycotting Target, uh, Bud Light sales, a movie like The Sound of Freedom, how the conservative mainstream is beginning to score some important wins. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Dick Morris.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 